We're good. Well, I guess we're getting started. What, you have a problem with me just like starting the thing? This man is eating. He's dipping cotton candy into Old Bay. I am not, and you can't prove that. You <laughs> are, and I don't need the proof. <laughs> Give me some goddamn cotton candy, you motherfucker. Oh, Bakersfield! Bakersfield! Oh. Oh. Bakersfield! <laughs> cotton candy feels so weird. I don't know how I feel about cotton candy. It's like eating... Uh, it's like cotton. That, it's like that <laughs> candy strange addiction thing where she ate her bed. Oh, yeah. Like, so we talked about Bakersfield, or we didn't. Um, oh, welcome to the podcast, yeah. by the way. Oh, welcome to the podcast. Um, my name is Dakota. Sitting across from me is Georgie. And the only reason I'm doing a good intro is because Trevor's still not here, mm. and I do it despite him. Yeah. Carry on. Um, so it's a day at work. <laughs> I had, every good story starts. I had several strokes. <laughs> I've had a few of those. What about Bakersfield? Basically, um, I don't know. Maybe I was just like exhausted from the day before. But I was, I work with my cousin, and I just kept on like saying stuff. And at one point, I legitimately got stuck on a thought, where I just went like, uh, and eventually, I just. We're, we're like working in silence um and then I, I just go Bakersfield um and he's like what I'm like Bakersfield and what the hell is happening and I just kept on like cheering for Bakersfield and he thought because we're bakers that like it was some reference um to like that and he's like is this like a reference to like a show or because we're bakers I was like nah and he's like so why are you saying this I'm like I don't know I'm just real excited about Bakersfield he's like what what is it I'm like it's a town like is it like an actual town yeah yeah it's an actual town yeah many um many a coming of age TV show has been set yeah in a place called Bakersfield and I just kept on, <laughs> I kept on cheering, so we're working, and I'm just, like, cry laughing, <laughs> because I don't know why, but my brain is stuck on Bakersfield, and then I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just cutting the bread, and I just go, <laughs> this man Baker- is crying about cutting bread, Bakersfield, <laughs> and I'm just doing that, and he's like, are you okay, and then, um, we make this bread where we had to, like, um, cut, like, the, cut, like, a cross into it. And so Eric was like, oh, we're going to try different designs. So, like, make kind of like a leaf-looking thing. And so I grabbed the knife and I carved into the bread Bakersfield. <laughs> Did it bake? Well, yeah, it baked and you could see it perfectly. <laughs> Did you take a picture? I didn't because um, Eric went to go grab it once it was cooled so that I could take a picture. Um, but as he grabbed it, my boss was like, oh, is that the bread? Let me try it. And she just, like, ripped it in half to, like, try it. Oh, uh, you so I only got stop the... him for a second? I was in the... I was working on the bread. He went to the kitchen. Mm. He didn't stop him? Mm. And then Bastard. She just, like, grabbed it, like, real quick and ripped it. So I, I only got the, um... I got the Kurz and Eeld. <laughs> Kurz Eeld. Mm. Go Kurzweil. 
Nice. Thank you for telling that story. You had me confused earlier when you just <laughs> shouted Bakersfield at me. Mid-conversation. We're just chilling before, before like, sitting down to record. And this man just mid-sentence. Bakersfield! I just looked. I was befuddled, man. I was like, what the hell? Bakersfield? Then again, it's not the weirdest thing he's done. This man does randomly shout words that don't really fit into the conversation mid conversation and say I'll explain that later <laughs> like this is this is a common theme with this man yeah ah you wanted me to uh talk about the theory that was given to me yes so um i've recently got a new job and one of the people there first thing that they say to me is that they have a theory and that theory is, as as men, or straight men rather, get older, they get more attracted to men. And I, I see, I see, I kind of see his point, I guess. Yeah. But uh, you do see a lot of older dudes that are like, hey, wait a minute, I might be attracted to men. But at the same time, I, as I was telling you, it's like the way I feel about it is like, you're... Your sexual orientation at the end of the day is more like a preference. Mm. It's, you know, if you're a straight guy, you prefer women to men as mm. far as looks and what you find attractive and, excuse me, various other things. It, A lot of people nowadays are saying you're never 100% straight. And I'm like, well, you know, sure. Of yeah, course. Sure. I mean, that just plays into the fact that you know you you your sexual preference is your preference mm. you know it's it's just as much as like you know you like a bossy person or you like a person who's more reserved or you it, i think it i have a friend who's very much a sub like yeah okay you you're submissive people and you're dominant people mm. and you know the dominant people attracted to a submissive person or a submissive person attracted to a dominant person. I feel like that all falls under the same thing. Like mm. being attracted to men or being attracted to women. It's a preference. Mm. But, you know, I imagine as you get older, your, your inhibitions die down a little bit and you start opening your mind up as you give less of a fuck. And maybe you're like, Hey, I don't know. That dude's got a nice ass. You know? <laughs> Maybe that happens eventually. We, it's certainly like I have noticed that that's like as we get older, <clears throat> guys are more open about like not necessarily liking guys, but being like, oh, freaking that dude is handsome, freaking Tom Hardy is a handsome dude or whatever. I'd top him. <laughs> Would you? Would I really? No. Not really. Get to get past Venom first. I would. <laughs> oh. I'm not. I'm not ready for that kind of that kind of tentacle mm. fiasco. Oh yeah. I haven't trained enough for that. <laughs> I have a, I have a weak prostate. <laughs> it's not the prostate. That's the problem. You need to train your prostate <laughs> every week. Never skip prostate day. Do you participate in prostate yes. day? Yes. It oh, makes okay. everyone at the gym very uncomfortable. <laughs> I imagine it does. <laughs> but jokes on them. I've got a wicked strong prostate. I could crack walnuts with it. 
boy. <laughs> Crack walnuts with your prostate. <laughs> okay, good for you. Moving on. <laughs> Past that. Uh, oh. Another thing I wanted to talk about was... Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, we're jumping from topic to topic like over a few minutes. We're not really... Should we delve into the previous topic more? Sure. Sh- sure. Okay. Carry on. Give us. Give us what you feel about it. I said my piece. I I, I see that to a degree. It's varying degrees. Because yeah. there are, you know, more of people being older and knowing themselves more and being more. Okay. I am attracted to like specifically because it is like guys, straight guys, as he said. It's like, okay, yes. I am attracted to men. Um, like, a part of that self-discovery. But there's also this, the varying degrees of just, like I said, where guys are just more like, I'm not attracted to them, but I know that that's a good-looking guy. Whereas um, three years ago, it would have been, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? No. Like, I'm not gay. Are you gay? Like, I can't tell if a dude's attractive. Hmm. Yes, you can. You just yeah. won't admit it yet. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with honestly just saying someone's attractive. I remember oh. when I was a kid, um, talking with a friend, um, about like, no, freaking, yeah, like some dudes are like naturally attractive. Some women, it's like it's the same thing. It's like it doesn't mean you're necessarily attracted to them, but you can say that that person is objectively attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Also, with straight guys, we do joke with it more. Because it's definitely like the, like... Nah, every, every dude is straight, but like Ryan Reynolds. Which I don't entirely I don't, agree with. I don't entirely agree with either. Like, Ryan Reynolds? Tribe's got a thing for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He does. Man's got a thing for Ryan Reynolds. Mm. I don't get that. Like, sure, it's a funny guy. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Uh, he's a good, good-looking dude. But, I mean, I don't think he's that hot. Mm. Now, I'm going to say it again. Sebastian Stan, on the other Sebastian hand. Sebastian Stan is a really good-looking man. That's a good-looking man right there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm. nah. I see, what you, I see what you mean. Yeah. You're just going to keep eating that cotton candy, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm going to eat it right into the mic for a second. Doesn't really make noise because it just melts. But no, it, there's there's noise being captured. And I, I hope you're aware of that. <laughs> so another topic I wanted to discuss <laughs> yeah, as we did. move on. Um, it's when uh, TV shows uh, introduce a topic, let's say in the first season, and. As a, as a prime example of this 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 issue, I'm going to use, as I said to you, the vampire thing. Mm-hmm. Say it's a show about vampires. And in the first season, our main character learns that the older a vampire gets, the stronger a vampire gets. Okay? We understand this philosophy. We learn it in season one. We don't see it very much, but, you know, at least once every season, somebody says it, and then... Also in that season, that in each season, and a younger vampire is gonna fight an older vampire, 
And the older vampire has to say before the fight, I'm older. That means I'm stronger. Mm. As if the other vampire doesn't know. Mm. Or as if somebody watching needs to know this information, i.e. the viewer. But the viewer should already know this information if they've seen previous episodes. So you don't need this cringy line of dialogue, I'm older, that means I'm stronger. It always comes off as cringy. And dialogue before a fight scene is always cringy as shit in TV shows. Actually, well, that, not always, but often. Yeah. That's an issue with like the Flash show. Is they re-explain the Speed Force like every episode. Like you, Where there's you that meme of like, of every episode has the same layout of like, Barry running to stop a criminal and then it's usually like a normal criminal like somebody robbing a bank Mm -hmm. he's like cocky stops them then all of a sudden or the guy robbing the bank all of a sudden has like a superpower he tries to run and punches him fails and then runs back and then it's about 30 minutes of drama of him being like I don't know what to do and then they're oh, like, Barry, go fast. go fast. And he's like, you're right. I forgot I could do that. And he's like, I'm going to run faster, kind of. And then he beats them. And he's like, you're right. I could have done it. I'm the Flash. I'm good at what I do. Also, the fan base hates my wife because they all of a sudden forgot how to write a woman after season three. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to love it when a show does that. Hmm. Like, uh, paranormal and supernatural TV shows, or in this case also, like, comic book shows, Mm. anything otherworldly, it's always, like, this cringy dialogue all over the place. It's like, you didn't have to write it that way. Yeah. Didn't. You you didn't have to do that. There are some shows that, with super long series, there's usually two different, like, shows. Mm Mm-hmm. There's the one that knows that they have a dedicated fan base and they just keep going. They know that, like, you have seen all the previous seasons, you know all the information, like, we're going to introduce new stuff. Versus the one that, like, they're not doing too well. Or even the first one, if they're not doing too well, they're like, we still have this dedicated fan base. Versus the second one, which will, as they're going, keep on feeling the need to, like, oh, if new people come, we want them to understand everything. But then it ends up just being a mess because then episodes become very repetitive because every three episodes are like, oh, we need to remind them of this plot line. And it just becomes a mess and then they start losing viewership. A good example of a show that understands that its audience has seen most of the previous seasons or episodes is Doctor Who. Yeah. You cannot follow a Doctor Who episode with like knowing what's going on without mm-hmm. seeing like the previous seasons. Yeah. At least of the new series. Like you're not gonna know what the fuck is going on. Mm. <laughs> I need to rewatch like the previous because I jumped in during Matt Smith. I kinda grew up watching Doctor Who. <laughs> My dad was a fan of the original series. So I I started watching it in 2008, towards the end of the David Tennant era, mm. but my dad started me watching the Eccleston mm. series, so I watched it from beginning up to, um, what's his name? Capaldi? Capaldi. Oh. I saw the first season of Capaldi and stopped. I saw half of the first season, and then they took Doctor Who off Netflix. 
um, but is now on another streaming service that I have, so I plan to watch it soon. But uh, I I started watching it because my creative writing teacher in middle school was like a big Doctor Who fan. She had like a mm-hmm. a poster of him like on the front door. So first thing you walk or past the front door. Um, on like a pillar so like first thing you see when you walk into this room is the Doctor Who poster um, and some of the fans or a lot of the people in the class were fans so like one mm-hmm. day when we were having like a party she was like hey I'm gonna show you this show she played like the first episode of the Matt Smith season uh, the fir- his first season I was like this is kinda cool yeah, Matt Smith was a great doctor. He was great. I need to watch more Tenant. Um, did you see... Tenant uh, is my second favorite. Did you see on um, on Disney, uh, they like... I don't know if they got the rights or something for Doctor Who for like a little bit, um, but they started playing Doctor Who on Disney Channel. Did they? Yeah, the David Tennant one. Interesting. And then, so what I heard, or from what I understand, <clears throat> is... Because there is, like, a continuity to follow, but because the episodes are f- mostly standalone, like a standalone adventure... Uh, as Yeah, every... Mm, yeah. Unless it's a two-parter, yeah. pretty much every Doctor Who episode mm-hmm. is a standalone. They would, like, skip episodes because Doctor Who isn't meant for Disney. <laughs> right. And um, I think they also, like, sent... Like, they just had to, like, edit it a lot. Mm. More than they probably thought, didn't think. Going Especially into the it. David Tennant era, because mm. the David Tennant Doctor. Do you know much about him? He horny. <laughs> he very horny. <laughs> he sleep around. Yeah. Um, Eccleston. I I enjoyed Eccleston. Did you see any episodes mm. of Eccleston? No, I haven't seen any of them with him. So Eccleston had one season. Mm. He was the 2005 to 2006. Mm. He was the one who was the Doctor when they brought the show back. Mm. After like a. 10 15 year hiatus where there was only a movie in there which i saw that movie fairly recently and it was really good yeah and that dude would have been a great doctor but didn't happen but eccleston was good like eccleston was very good mm. um i recently saw a meme that reminded me of how awesome eccleston was as a yeah. doctor and it was a dalek who had him trapped in a room with his companion mm. and was like, uh, you're completely trapped. You have no TARDIS. You have no sonic screwdriver. You have no way out. And there is nothing you can do. And the doctor's response is, yeah, and doesn't that scare the hell out of you? <laughs> I like that. I, Eccleston was a great doctor. Like, he was fantastic. Mm. He was so... Eccleston... As an actor, though, he didn't like the direction the show was taking. He wanted the show to be more educational mm. and more like the old show, like more kiddie. Mm. But the direction they wanted to take it was a little bit more mature and, of course, be educational in some way, but play more into the entertainment side, which is probably why they picked up David Tennant <laughs> right mm. after Eccleston bounced. I've heard, obviously, only good things about the Tennant era. Yeah. Um, You're great. Yeah, I imagine he's great. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt Smith was great. Capaldi. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of people being like upset at him because he was supposed to be like the grouchy old man. Capaldi was okay, but that was literally like his character, mm-hmm. and people were just mad that for the first time, like the Doctor wasn't like super goofy. 
Have you seen the original series? Yeah. Like, like the first four doctors were grumpy old dudes. You know what's my favorite? One of my favorite episodes. There's an episode in the Smith era where it's him, Tennant, and um, I forgot his name, but I think he played the doctor before. I mean, the first three doctors. Um, Sorry. But it was the guy who play, played Professor Broom in Hellboy. He was yes. supposed. He, I think he was supposed to be like the original Doctor. No, he wasn't. He was the War Doctor. He was the. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the Doctor between um, the Eighth Doctor and the Ninth Doctor. Uh-huh. What's his name again? His name is. I can't remember. Fuck. He was an alien. The original alien. He's the first guy to die. Okay, but <coughs> he was the war doctor. A, uh, I that. Yeah, uh, he's a doctor that made it like that. The doctor was the f- only time lord left. Um, oh yeah, spoilers by the way. But <laughs> well, I didn't say how it happened. But um, John Hurt. John Hurt. There you go. There um, go. but there's like my very. This is so like, this is like the epitome of the doctor. I feel like one of the one of the like many pillars of the doctor was they're, like, trying to get out of this castle, and there's, like, no way to jump out or anything. So what they do is they, like, scan the door or whatever to see how to open it, and then um, they're like, oh, but because it's so old, it's going to take, like, 500 years to finish. And so they have the first doctor, or John Hurt's doctor, scan it, and then it goes all... It's, like, by the time it finishes, it's going to be Matt Smith's doctor, so then Matt Smith got, has the, like, compu- uh, the completed analysis, and there's this whole moment, you know, the song starts playing, and they're, like, brainstorming, and they're, like, and we got it, and he, like, is about to unlock the door, or he's about to, like, get the readings of the door, and then Amy, or whoever was the companion at the time, just opens the door. It's, like, it was just a wooden door that was completely unlocked, and then all three of them are just, like... Anyways! <laughs> yeah, that is... It, that is a perfect description mm. of how a lot of Doctor Who is. My favorite, um, Capaldi, when he first became the Doctor, um, he went on Conan and they asked him, like, how, what was the moment that, like, made you realize, like, you were now Doctor Who, you were the Doctor. Um, and he was like, well, so we started filming this episode, um, and there was this big, like, rubber spider, or, like, made out of, like, foam and stuff, um, and so they put me in between the legs or whatever, and they said, okay, now fight it. And so I stood there waiting for the legs to move or something. I thought it was an animatronic and I thought it was going to move. And they said, no, it's not going to move. You just, you just have to fight it. Just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I, all right, this is what I'm doing. Then. <laughs> he's like. So, essentially what this scene is, is him just, like, struggling and, like, waving his arms around, and then they, like, kind of put, like, a shaky cam on it, and they make it look like a fight scene. Yeah, (laughs) Doctor Who has, like, always been sort of low budget. And even though they have the money, and they have shown that they have the money to make big budget episodes, a lot of the episodes are still, like, really low budget. Yeah. Have you... Okay, you haven't seen any of the original series. Mm Mm-mm. So the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker, is like the fan favorite of mm. all the Doctors. David Tennant is mm, probably a rival to that, and mm. Matt Smith for younger people. But for everyone, Tom mm. Baker is the Doctor. 
And in the episode you were talking about with John Hurt and the War Doctor, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, when Matt Smith's sitting on that bench, the museum creator, curator, the guy who sits next to him, oh. is Tom Baker. Really? And that's why Matt Smith turns to him and goes, I know you. He goes, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Oh! I kind of wonder where that and was And they going. heavily implied that that that's the last iteration of the doctor living out his days uh, in peace. Dude, that's like, sick. he was there the whole time. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they it was it was also like touching. It's like the doctor says that they at least have mentioned that his favorite face uh, is Tom Baker. Mm. Like, he was happiest when he was Tom Baker. Mm. So when Matt Smith turns to him, he's like, I know you. I know who you are. And it's the whole, maybe I'm you mm-hmm. in the future, and maybe I'm settled down now, and I'm done with all my adventures. And he goes, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just a museum <laughs> curator. But you'll have to find out. I need to watch... Have you seen any... Oh, you stopped at Capaldi. Um, I need to watch the... I can't remember her name, but the first mm-hmm. female doctor. Um, I've heard... Like, both good and bad things? I've heard and seen a lot of clips of both good and bad things. Mm. Like, she's a good doctor, but at the mm. same time, there have been some weird moments. Yeah. Doesn't she also have, like, five companions throughout, like, her like first season or something? I heard yeah, that was I, a complaint. That she has a lot of... Sure. She has, like, too many companions. I didn't stop watching because of her. Uh-huh. I... Stop watching because I didn't like Capaldi. Mm. So I watched his first... Because he got two seasons, right? Or three. I think two or three. I think so. Which is kind of weird because David Tennant, I think, got four. And Matt Smith got four. Yeah. They were... You've seen all of Matt Smith? Yeah, I've seen all of Matt Smith. You haven't seen David Tennant? Mm -mm. I've seen like two episodes of David Tennant. Go back to Eccleston and watch from Eccleston through Tennant. Because it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's just... From Christopher Eccleston through to the end of Matt Smith, I have no complaints about Doctor Who. Mm. Of that series. The original series, if you plan on watching it, pick your Doctors. <laughs> Tom Baker should be on the list. As the, fourth do- the third Doctor is good. Um, fifth Doctor, he's, like, he's, he's okay. The first Doctor, like the first season, is is fun to watch to see, you know, how the show sort of began. Mm. There is a movie yes, sir. about the making of the first season of Doctor Who, mm. and it's a biopic. So, and uh, it's so it's so good. You know Filch from Harry Potter movies? No, I've okay. never seen Harry Potter. Well, that actor have, plays the original actor of the original Doctor, and uh. it tells the story of how the original show of Doctor Who was made. Nobody wanted to make it. <laughs> really? It was an incredibly low-budget show. Mm. It was the brainchild of a fantastic female writer in the BBC mm. in, the 1960, in the 1960s. And she wanted to make sort of a funny educational show, and she ended up coming up with Doctor Who. And the only reason the Daleks have, like, plungers and whisks and shit is because they couldn't afford anything else in the first episode. Yeah. They, uh, a lot of people know that, but still, that's it's kind of funny. 
And the fact that they picked a washed up actor from war movies mm. to play the doctor. They picked a stern, cold hearted man to play the warm hearted and like the doctor. Yeah. And it's a story of how he became the doctor and it became his favorite role because he never wanted to act again. Mm. But then he got Doctor Who and he's like, well, I can't do this. I'm not this, that. By the end of the movie, it just plays into that. He ended up developing, I think, a form of Alzheimer's. Yeah. Which you can notice in the later seasons of the first Doctor when he said shit that didn't make sense, but the show was so low budget and they couldn't film anything again. (laughs) So they went and rolled with it. So when he said something wrong or added a line of dialogue that wasn't supposed to be there, Uh they played it off as the doctor just knows so much stuff and he can just mention so many things and things will just make sense, which sort of became a trope for the doctor. But it started because he didn't remember what his line was or didn't know what the word was, so it all came out wrong. (laughs) And they eventually asked him to step down and he, I think he got to pick his replacement. I oh. uh, don't like the second doctor at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't like him. He plays a flute. He's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he plays a recorder. Really weird. Third doctor, he's okay. But there's a scene at the end. This movie is called An Adventure Through Space and Time, mm. I believe. At the end of the film. They were saying things to him like, you never know where any of this is going to go. So he stands in the, in the set of the original, the original TARDIS set mm-hmm. for the last time. And he looks across the, c- the control panel. Mm-hmm. And sitting on the, uh, standing on the other side is Matt Smith. Oh, dude, that's cool. Dressed as the doctor. He's just standing there and he gives him a nod. And the first doctor, he gives him a nod back, mm. and he walks away from the TARDIS. Ah, that's really cool. For the last time, that was a nice scene. That was a really nice moment. It's like you never know where the show's gonna go, and then it's just he gets to see it. Mm. He gets to fucking see it, and it's so nice. I think that's one of the things that I like about the show, is there's so much that they like, like you said, you don't know where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, freaking, you know, the freaking the killer was the dude who was pretending to be asleep the whole time in a room. It was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but th- there's so I-, I love those moments. There were so many moments where like. I- the reason I like it is because of all the like planning they had mm-hmm. of just like freaking, you know, some insignificant character. And then you find out way more about them. And it's like it plays like perfectly into the story. And I remember the most hyped moment I had was um, uh, I can't remember what how necessarily, but they were gonna find like the question that shall not be answered or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, "What was the question?" And the question was like, "Like Doctor Who." It's like, oh, freaking hell yeah, that's dope. <laughs> And I like it's funny because I made a Facebook post about it with like people that I knew that watched Doctor Who, mm-hmm. the Doctor Doctor Who, and like told me to watch it or whatever. And I was like, "Freaking this show is amazing!" Oh, you know, River knew, knows his name, right? Yeah, that was that was weird. It's like their relationship was always kind of weird. Mm. 
I didn't really understand it, but I was like, cool, I'm rolling with it. Yeah. It was. I saw a clip the other day of them, like, um, like, I think it was something like the reason why, um, this version wasn't on Disney or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's them, like, hardcore flirting. Because it's when they're fighting the silence, and it's like, here's my, my lovely companion here has a gun. Um, she's very trigger happy, and she will kill the fir- the th- um she will kill three of you without batting an eye. And she's like seven. She's like, oh seven, it's like adventurous or whatever. And she's like, well, you know me. It's like, yeah, I pre- yeah I do. <laughs> and like um um, it's like, can you stop whatever or whatever? And she's like, why don't you make me? And he was like, give me a second, and I will. And then Amy's like. Can we stop flirting and save my life right now? I'm strapped to a table about to die. Like, oh, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Who's great. It really is. Such a, such a good show. They brought the master back at some point later after I stopped watching, but it wasn't Missy. Like, in the trailer, they showed the master from David Tennant's era. And it's not Missy. Oh, you you wouldn't. Yeah. You haven't seen it, but it's the master from his era. You know who the master is, right? Mm-mm. The master is another time lord. Oh. He's the doctor's friend from when they were young. They grew up on Gallifrey together. Oh. They were like best buds, but you find out in the original show, um, master has a different plan than the doctor they mm. often butt heads and fight each other mm. when they run into each other in space and time and whatnot and because the master is a time lord i have different faces mm. the first time lord we ever saw go from male to female was the master when he became missy mm. in matt smith's era but you find out in david Tennant's era that master and missy are now two different people because time is weird yeah um, another thing, there's, there's an episode of the original series of Doctor Who, and I think it's like the seventh Doctor who sees this or something, and he comes across a being that claims to be him, mm. but the final him, but he's evil, mm. and the Doctor's like, I refuse to believe that I would ever become evil, and the, the thing goes, you don't know how long you've lived. Yeah. He's like, you don't know. The things you've seen or the things you've been through or the fact that you stopped trying to help people. <laughs> it's like, you gave up on that a long time ago. And he's like, I'm not you. And he's like, yet. Mm. It, was like, it was just weird. It was a weird episode because he was trapped there talking to this giant face on a screen. Oh. Because you never got to see him in person. It was just a weird mm. moment of... Is this who the doctor is going to become? Because time's a funny thing, and they like playing with the fact that time travel mm. fucks with things. And they, I don't know if they're ever going to play on that again. Probably not, Probably because not. it's from like the six, the sixties or the seventies mm. or something. And I don't know. That was a cool, it's a cool episode yeah. to watch. We've been talking about Doctor Who Probably for like way too long. Twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We went from uh, talking about dudes being attracted to dudes to tropes in TV shows just gushing about Doctor Who. Again. I didn't know how much you liked Doctor Who. The perfect, the the perfect moment of like our podcast ever 
was um, when we opened up an episode, literally talking about like the meaning of life and like essentially how to find your happiness mm-hmm. as best as you can, and then not two minutes later, we were we were talking about like balls. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Fast and Furious? <laughs> of course I have. We're family. <laughs> have you seen the new one? No, I haven't. I haven't either, and I kind of and I don't want to, but I also kind of want to. I kind of want to because I've heard it's really dumb, like really mm. dumb. I, ha- you know about the whole Vin Diesel, like how he wholeheartedly believes that the Fast and Furious series should, like, win an Oscar and should be, like, voted best picture every time one of them comes out. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> why? Because we're family. you seen those memes that have been popping up everywhere? You mean the, the memes about family? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's because we're know, family. They're gonna, uh, they might cross over with Jurassic Park. Have you heard about that? Fast and Furious and Jurassic and Jurassic World might live in the same universe. I cannot tell you how quickly <laughs> my exp- everything about my mood just died when you said that. I can't. Doctor Who and Fast and, not Doctor Who, Jurassic Park and Fast and <laughs> Furious in the same universe. Oh my gosh, Doctor Who! Yes, <laughs> I. Love Jurassic Park and the universe and everything. I'm so excited for Jurassic World Dominion. Don't put Fast and Furious in there. I don't want Vin Diesel running up to a T-Rex and be like, you can't kill me. I got family. (laughs) Then drives into the mouth of the T-Rex. I got this. No, what he does, what he does is he grabs, like he pulls the steering wheel off of his car and T-Rex tries to bite him, and he, like, jumps over his head, over its head, and then just sticks the, <laughs> the steering wheel into the head of the T-Rex and starts driving that. I hate you. <laughs> That's so stupid. Have you seen... Did you see Fast... I, I've only seen two Fast and Furious movies. Tokyo seen... Drift and um, Fast 7. Furious 7. Furious 7. I've seen... The Fast and the Furious. Mm. Fast and Furious. I think I've seen Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, <laughs> too Fast, Uncomfortably Furious. <laughs> Wait, what's what's one after Fast and Furious? Is it like... It's it's like Fast 5. Mm. Furious 6, Furious 7. And... This next one is Fate of the Furious? Yeah. No, no, no. No, that was last... I've seen Fate of the Furious. Really? I've seen seven Fast and Furious films. (laughs) I saw Fate of the Furious in theaters. I remember... With an unmentionable human. I remember um, when I watched Fast 7. Furious 7. Or Furious 7, sorry. It's only Fast 5. That's the only Fast one. True. Um... But parts of it were kind of cool, like like stunt wise. And then there was the his final fight with Jason Statham. Which first thing he gets a shotgun, like a full length shotgun, and then cuts it to make it a sawed off. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that very much affects the range. That could have ended way quicker. Do you know how that fight ends? Yeah, Vin Diesel stomps the ground. Yeah, he says when you... Falcon King. Yeah, he's like, you know the thing about a street fight is the street always wins. And then stomps on the ground and crumbles a parking garage onto Jason Statham. Yeah, I recall. Uh, also, The Rock flexes off a cat. Se- several cats. Like, he falls off. Like Daddy's got to go to work. Like an, yeah, 80-floor building. Just flexes. And then the appears cat, on an ambulance with a minigun and shoots a helicopter. You know what the thing that sucks the most about all this is? Mm. Have you seen the first one? Mm-mm. It's a genuinely good movie. I've heard. Like... What the thing that sucks the most is The Fast and The Furious is a great film. Mm. Like, it's not perfect. It's got some flaws and it's a little cringy with Dom. Always. Mm. But it's not bad. It's not cheesy or cringy in a bad way. It's a good movie. And then, and then Fast and Furious happened. The, the fucking. The fourth one. Yeah, and they got their family involved. What do you mean? Family was always in it from the beginning. <laughs> I, I know this sounds nothing like Dominic Toretto, but hold on. Family was always in it from the beginning. Family. I Hell yeah. <laughs> you want to know the funny thing? Another funny thing is his voice wasn't that deep in the first film. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, it wasn't. His voice wasn't that deep in the first Riddick film either. Yeah. Much like um, I noticed with the, the, what was it, the actors in Supernatural, mm. Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki, the first few seasons, their voices are not raspy. Well, also, that's been going on for 15 years, so they were very young. They were very young, but at some point, Dean's voice goes from, like, normal to, yeah. Well, like it makes it. them more sexier, like. Sam. Hey, Sammy. Yeah, if we say family, that's lame. It makes you dry up. But, but if you say, say family, <laughs> then family. freaking you're like a wet and wild slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sammy to Sammy, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Dean sounds like in like the season I watched. Sam, what are you doing, Sam? You can't die on me. <laughs> Sam. You know, I love this guy. You just made me think of... They have a... Um, they have a reference to Supernatural because it's also in the CW in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it. What's the reference? Um, It's basically the captain of the ship, Sarah Lance, who is like super badass woman. Is like... Oh, I freaking love Supernatural because they like... They travel to somewhere, like, in the middle of the woods, and they find, like, the car and everything. And she's like, oh, I love Supernatural. It's like, are they filming season 15? There's very much an ad. But um, they're like, I'll check if they have anything. And then they, like, check in the back of the car, and they have, like, real weapons. And they're like, all right, we'll just take this to freaking go fight whoever they were fighting at the time. It was just kind of funny. <laughs> I like it when shows do that. Did I tell you about the reference to the good place in the last season of Lucifer? No, but I've heard 
but I remember I remember seeing like an Instagram post about it or something. It's such a good reference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Spoiler alert. If, if do you want me to do you want me to not say anything uh, if you want to watch the show? Spoiler alert. If you don't like this is about like the last season. So here's the spoiler. Lucifer goes to heaven at some point mm. in the season. I'm not going to say when. Mm. But when he gets there the people in heaven say things like what the fork uh-huh. like they do in the good place uh-huh. and if i'm not mistaken there is an actor or something from the good place who's like a cameo in the scene mm-hmm. but yeah it's it that's the reference is when he gets to heaven it's the good place mm. basically my favorite reference is um mm-hmm. in fate of the furious um, where Dom talks about like that one. He's like Isn't trying that to the one where his charger defeats a submarine in a fight. No, no, it's <laughs> where so so it's a very subtle reference where he's like hyping up his team or whatever, and he's like, "We're family." Do you remember when we beat up the like dude that was uh? It's like there was like the dude with the like red armor. And his friend, the big green guy, and the guy that dressed like a flag. <laughs> and he's like, we, de- we defeat them with the power of family. family. And then he takes a second yeah. and he goes, and he looks right into the camera very subtly. Um, he looks directly into the camera and goes, we fought the Avengers. And then he continues and he's like, yeah, freaking family, the rock. Yeah. Like, I punched the Hulk in the face. With do you the know? Power do you family. know that in those movies, The Rock and Vin Diesel have a contract? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they can't win in a fight. They fucking hate each other. Yeah. Like the fight always has to either stop or end in a tie. Because there can't be two big burly muscly yeah. in the world, even though oh, two big bald burly yeah. muscly men, even though in the first film, Vin Diesel wasn't that big. Did you see the period when they stopped Fast and Furious for a while after um, Furious 7 where he just like gained a bunch of weight and just looked like a dad and he like kind of looked happy. He was actually kind of like depressed <laughs> apparently because he loves making those movies as a you know he very much thinks that they are the best movies ever made. Did you know for doing Fast uh, the Fast and the Furious he got the rights to the Riddick franchise. Really? One of his terms for playing in the like being cast in the first film was the rights to the Riddick franchise. Oh. Yeah. Vin <laughs> Diesel has the rights to make Riddick movies. I saw I've only I've seen Pitch Black and Riddick the 2016 one, right? Um, like 2014. Uh-huh. Oh, you haven't seen I haven't seen the in-between. The Chronicles. Chronicles, yeah. That's a good one. I've heard it, yeah. I've heard it's good. And I only knew that because I thought it took place after Pitch Black. I actually didn't know what it was. But then I saw Vin Diesel with, like, the goggles or whatever. I'm like, oh, it's that guy from Pitch Black. And then they have a scene. It picks up right after the end of Chronicles. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And it was funny because the people that I was with, I was with some cousins, and they also had no idea what the movie was about or what was happening they didn't even know who Riddick was but there's a scene where he like he's like on a mountaintop or whatever and he like rips off his shirt and he's just like screaming into the sunset 
And then one of my cousins goes, what's happening? And then the other one goes, he's turning human, I think. <laughs> I was like, no, he's already human. They're like, he is? He's not. <laughs> yeah, I know he's not, but. Well, you don't learn that until Chronicles is ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you find out he's a fucking fury. Yeah. Ah. And she, oh my gosh. Was... <sighs> There's a lot of lore in the second film. It makes yeah. the third film make a lot more sense. Yeah. I imagine so. <clears throat> you probably have no idea what the hell was going on in that third movie. Not really, but I really enjoyed it. Especially it the head in the film. box scene. <laughs> that was my favorite scene. I made an Instagram post about it. The box. I thought it was so cool. I still feel bad about his dog. Yeah. Yeah, it was sad. That made me... Uh, I wanted that dog. You wanted that dog? Yeah, I wanted that dog. You should watch the second film. The second film has the best fight scenes out of any yeah. of those three films. The best. Mm. Yes, yes. Sick. Yeah, I got to. Mostly because you get to see him fight the... The what are they called? The undead dudes? Um, mummies. No. The the army of dudes, like the Carl Urban dude you see in the beginning of the third film, like that army shows up Mm. and he has to fight them. Because they're threatening some world, and he finds out that he's a Furian, and he's mm-hmm. not human, and he's the last of his kind. And the only reason the undead dudes... The only reason his people are extinct is because the undead dudes basically showed uh-huh. up and killed them all. Because they were, like, the only race of people strong enough to defeat us as the Furians. Mm-hmm. Joke's on them. <laughs> Where's but he's got no family. <laughs> Actually, he got all the family. Oh, Hold yeah. on. There's literally a scene in, the th- I think, the second film where, like, some goddess who was a Furian is speaking to mm-hmm. him. And she goes, you have all the power of Furia within you. And he fucking goes apeshit. <laughs> I'm, 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 like, that happens in the film. And he takes down, like, six of these guys. And these guys are supposed to be unstoppable. Mm. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> the only thing... Is that Dom Toretto? <laughs> <laughs> the power of family? <laughs> he just found out his family's a whole planet. They're dead, but their souls are he's with That's why he's so strong. He has so much family. <laughs> he got he has so family. many family. He have big family. <laughs> he got that big fam, dude. <laughs> That big fam energy. Every time another person joins his family, his muscles will get bigger. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets stronger. You know what's a question I would ask? Oh, have you seen Triple uh, X? It is just like mindless action. There's a sequel to that. that yeah, there is. Recently. Well, that is the third movie, actually. Oh. So they made a first one with um, Xander Cage... Uh, Vin Diesel. <clears throat> yeah. You mean um, Dominic Toretto. Yeah, Dom Toretto. No, Groot. Um, and so, it's just like my... They're literally Dominic just Groot like... Toretto. He's not like... He's not even like a... I don't even think he's like a special agent or anything. He's just a dude that kind of isn't afraid to die. And he just like does extreme sports and I've stuff. I've seen a clip from that movie. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we need you to save the world. And then they have a second one that I think takes place in, like, Washington, D.C. That's very much like Olympus Has Fallen type vibes, but, like, mm-hmm. way dumber. Um, with Ice Cube. <laughs> I think he plays Xander Cage. 
Excuse me? I think they replaced him with Ice Cube. And then in the third movie, they just brought Vin Diesel back. Let me check real quick. I think he might play a different character. I would hope so. He's got a different face. Then again, that hasn't stopped anyone before. Yeah, that's true. Like the freaking roadie thing. Not gonna be explained with the multiverse. So, in the um, State of the Union, um, so in the fr- in the second Iron Man, when you first read Roadie, the way that they address it, they actually address it in a line in the movie, where he goes, "Roadie, is that you?" Or he's like, "Roadie," and he's like, "Yeah, it's me. I'm here. Let's just move on." And it's just them referencing the fact that it's a new actor. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. His name is Darius Stone. It's a different... He's a different character. Darius Stone? Yep. Sunny Marby's in it? Whoa, what? I remember her on Vine. Have you ever seen Friday? I have not seen any of the Friday movies. Damn, I've seen the first one. She's like a legit freaking actress? Who? Sunny Marby. Let me see the face. I know faces better than names. Gotta see the face to understand. She was she was on Vine. Oh yeah, I've seen her in a bunch of movies. And she made I remember her saying that she was an actress, but I didn't know she was in like actual big budget movies. Oh damn. Go you, Sonny. Hell yeah. Oh, a lot of these aren't big budget. She was she has like three big budget movies. But <laughs> But dude, nice. Go you. Um, but yes, Darius Stone is Ice Cube's character. Darius Stone. Willem Def- Listen to the cast of this movie. Oh my goodness. Did you say Willem Dafoe? Yeah. That's his name, Willem Dafoe. I, I know who the fuck you're talking about, dude. I love this guy. Yeah. Sonny, Excuse um, you. Samuel L. Jackson, Willem Dafoe. Oh, I thought that was, um... Brendan Fraser, but it's Michael Roof. Oh, man. I'm always happy to hear about a movie Brendan Fraser's in after Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm. Because I like Brendan Fraser. I do, too. He's great. Like, from 1999 to 2008, he was in a lot of movies. Yeah. Or actually, in the early 90s, he was in a lot of good Mm. movies. Like, Encino Man or Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past is a great film. I gotta show you Blast from the Past. Okay. It is like a beautiful... It's great comedy. Uh, it's got Christopher Walken, Brendan Fraser. Walken. It's great. Christopher Walken is Brendan Fraser's father. He's <laughs> great. He's really great. He's in the latest thing that he's in. I, I think I bring this up every time we talk about Brendan Fraser, which happens more often than it probably should. I um, mean, he's great dude, though. He's great uh, he actor. plays uh, Robot Man. Robot Man in Doom Patrol. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and he's great. You want to know one thing that sucks about it? 90% of the curse or the swears are just him. Nice. <laughs> but there's one thing that that show doesn't have. More family. That's Christopher Walken Christopher coming in Walken. as the father. He's like, but Mr. Robot, I am your father. <laughs> I've come to be in your life. Come sit on daddy's lap. <laughs> Some you like two thousand pound robot that just sits. <laughs> Imagine he sits on his lap, his leg just bends completely down to the goes, floor as he falls. Ah. No, he just goes, 
Aua. Aua. <laughs> it's so good to be around family. <laughs> it's so good to be around family. Family. <laughs> It's Christopher Walken until he starts talking about family. Yeah, everybody turns into Vin <laughs> Diesel when they're talking about family. Because we're family. That's a trend on TikTok. Yeah. Where um, the people are like, oh, I need to I get buy this bread or whatever. And it's like, sorry, I can't sell that to you. It's like, oh, I'm just trying to feed my family. And then a person turns into Dom Toretto and he's like, did you say family? family? It's like, I'll give you all the bread. <laughs> I love the one where Captain America is standing there. At the end, at the end of Endgame, mm. and he goes, "Dom, don't do it. Thanos is strong." <laughs> and then Dom's in the turn, and he goes, "Not as strong as family." <laughs> and just starts driving towards <laughs> Thanos. Like, what are you gonna do? Crash into him? Oh my gosh, he'd win. I mean, he's got the power of family. I mean, his charger did beat a submarine in a fight. I mean, he... to be fair, you saw that scene, right? In I haven't. Oh, dude, there is a scene where this submarine launches a homing missile and Dom is drifting on ice in his charger and the homing missile is coming for him and he's drifting around and the homing missile is not quite catching up and he ramps over the sub and the missile comes and blows the sub up. <sighs> yeah, of course it does. <laughs> See, the only I would say the only, other than the first one because I haven't seen it, but you say it's good. The legitimately only good movie, the Fast and Furious series that I've seen, is Hobbs and Shaw, and oh. it is for one reason. It is because it is the only movie that doesn't take it ser- itself seriously, and the parts where it does are very cool. The freaking when um when there's like the army of Polynesians doing the haka before a freaking battle, it's so badass. It's the only part where they like mm-hmm. take seriously. It's so cool. Dude, like that, I saw that scene in the trailer, and that is the only reason I wanted to watch that movie because it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And it was, they didn't disappoint. It's so freaking dope. And then, of course, the rest of it, <clears throat> there's stuff happening and it makes no sense, but they address it usually in a funny way. Uh, it's Black Superman. Yeah, Black Superman. They're freaking, um, there's a point where, <laughs> there's a point where, where, um, he has them chained up to like, uh, to like chairs with like uh, metal wires and everything, and then he's like he's got like, uh, he's got like a little button thing that's like gonna shock them, and he's got a bunch of car batteries uh, attached to them, and he's like, it would take three shocks to kill you, or whatever, and I think he does it six times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like five or six times. Is <laughs> they're fine? Yeah, they're just completely fine. They walk it off. This is so funny. It's like legitimately like. They forgot in the script that he literally just said it's going to take three shocks. I don't think they forgot. The first film takes itself very seriously Mm. as a crime drama. Mm. But it actually does it well. Uh That has some lighthearted moments as well. Some good moments. Some funny moments. Oh. um, Okay, Donut Media has a great video Mm. of... Ranking all the dumbest lines from Fast and Furious as car people. And it's so funny. Because in the first film, 
He said something like in the beginning of the movie. He's like comment and he's critiquing the way someone was driving, uh. and he goes, "Granny shifting instead of double clutching like you should." What the fuck does that even mean? Like, okay, as a car person, I have no idea what that means. Uh. What the hell is double clutching? Double clutching because granny shifting is pressing the clutch pedal twice. While you're shifting. Mm. So you're granny shifting instead of double clutching. Like you should. What does that mean? Mm. What if they just started making like. I gotta, I gotta show you this video. The vocabulary. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta show you this, this donut right. video. In a minute. <laughs> Can you imagine though? Just like. They're like. What if they reach that point like in the next film. Where they kind of bring it down to earth a little bit. Um, and they're just like kind of go back to racing and they just, they just, it's been so long since they've actually talked about cars in a normal way where they're like, Vin Diesel is like director or whatever. And he just starts writing down random stuff. Just like, like they start the car and it sounds weird. And he's like, Ooh, your Jimmy Shank is uh, a bit offset. It's like, yeah, I think it's uh cause I keep accidentally, uh, double fisting. <laughs> Keep on, uh, double fisting the Sprite banana. <laughs> sprite banana. Banana flavored Sprite? I'm down. <laughs> no, Sprite oh, flavored on. bananas. Oh, I'm still down. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible, mm. but I want it. Mm. You got some gobby gook in your, in your, in your, in your windpipe. <laughs> Your sniff at the end of that sold line. <laughs> you, you know a line is serious when it ends with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, um, your tiddly wank isn't being diddled your enough. Your tiddly wank isn't being diddled enough? Yeah, that's Hold your issue on. there. <laughs> Let me get my spanner and shove it up in there. Yeah, no, 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 keep going, no. No, lip, lick the scrump. No, lick it. Lick the scrumpus. Hard. No, lick it, it harder. It needs to be properly lubricated <laughs> or it will break. Okay. Lube it up like a boat. Turn it inside out. Make it racist. Extra mayo. It's like... Bust a nut. What? <laughs> Bust a nut. <laughs> this is pure. Like, that's the whole movie is them fix, trying to fix one car. And it's just them saying to each other <laughs> and then at the end Vin Diesel freaking like explodes or something I don't know <laughs> Vin Diesel comes in and he goes he gives some heartwarming speech about how I believe we can fix this vehicle cause there's one thing we got and it's gonna hold us together <laughs> and nothing's gonna stop our determination because we're fair that's where they go like back up to like normal Fast and Furious where they're like Here's a neutron bomb to power this thing. You think you can hotwire this bomb to power this car? Dude, that totally sounds like a fast right? thing. Right? Dude, do you think you can replace the car battery with this bomb? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Yeah. They're just, like, they're just like, I don't think I can do that. And they're like, I know a guy. And it cuts to them at AutoZone. Like, hey, can you put this in my car? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's a bomb. <laughs> yeah, 
like it goes it, fl- it goes back to like Vin Diesel and everybody's running out of the building because he brought a bomb to bring AutoZone. <laughs> so that's a bomb, and this is an AutoZone. Mm, he's I like, don't what get a- paid enough? He's just like, <laughs> he's just like, what about now? And he slides him a Corona with the full label in view, of course. And he's just like. No, sir, that's <laughs> that is a beer. I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I need it for my family. It's like Coronas have been in every film. Yeah, since the first. Yeah, in the first film, when our good friend Paul Walker mm-hmm. plays, what's the character? Paul Walker. <laughs> Paul Walker. Uh, um, is it? John something? Or Brian. Brian. Hmm. That's his name. Brian. I can't remember hmm. his last name. But hey, Brian comes in. He's invited into Dom's house for the first time. Uh-oh. And uh, Dom goes, you can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. <laughs> <laughs> and he hands him a Corona. And everyone in the entire house is drinking a Corona. There's no hard liquor. Mm. There's no other beer. It's all Corona. You know, as much as we make fun of Vin Diesel, there's one thing that, like, I respect him, and that is that he very much does love the cast of that that movie, of those movies. Like, he talks about Paul Walker all the time. There's a kind of a heartwarming video going around of the recent movie where he's doing an interview, and they're like, um, they're like, oh, do people, like, come up to you and call you, like, Dom or whatever? And he was like, yeah, and they're like, how do you feel about it? And then he's like, yeah, I like it or whatever. Um, and he's like, you know, and he like smiles and he's like, you know, uh, if Paul were here doing this interviews with me as we have for almost 20 years, you know, he'd say, he'd say, I love it when people call me Brian. And he just, like, I don't know. It's just the way he says it. He's just like, it's just kind of heartwarming. And then there's one where it cut, it cuts to like Paul Walker from like an earlier movie where he's literally like, oh, yeah, people call me Brian all the time, and I freaking love it. Like, I take pictures of them, and he's just, like, excited. It's kind of cool. That's nice. Yeah. Because uh, Vin Diesel can't string a sentence together without a script, so it's cool to actually see him do it. (laughs) Have you seen his his weird interview with, like, some lady? You're so beautiful. Yeah, have you seen that one? You're so attractive. I'm sorry. God. Can't focus. Yeah. Look at her. Sorry. <clears throat> Look at her. <laughs> and it's so weird because it doesn't even she come off so flirty. Good. It's just so awkward. It's, it's weird. so beautiful. He's Ask like, me a what question. What is this beautiful town or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Ask me a question. Um. D- uh, You're so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be this beautiful? Hey, hey, guys. Look at her. She's beautiful. <laughs> Everybody, do you see it? You know you what she's it? not? She's not family. So I can get... <laughs> Sorry. Do you have a... Do you have... Do you do you have a daughter? No. You want one? Like, are you saying that you want to have sex with me? No. Just take both out a kid. Here you go. <laughs> you, you ever had sex with Dominic Toretto in the back of his charger? Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to? I can do all my voices. I can do Dom Toretto, uh, Riddick. It's like, <clears throat> family. Uh, now let's do Riddick. Um, I'm Riddick. Uh, I'm Riddick. <laughs> it's yeah. like I can do Groot. Groot. 
What do you say? I am Groot. <laughs> like he messes it up. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just so nervous because you're so pretty. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna do my iconic live Fast and Furious. We're family. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I remember my cousin showed me this video of him da- dancing to Rihanna that he did. A while oh. back. It's kind of funny. Because he's not, like, dancing, dancing. He's expressing himself. He's kind of having fun. But it's very much just kind of, like... <laughs> just kind of... Oh, he bouncing. Yeah, just kind of bouncing. And Bounce every once in a while, he just... He, like, spins and, like, flings his arms around. Uh, it, Vin Diesel is a very strange man. But I love him to death. I mean, he's a passionate man, yeah. and you gotta respect. Yeah, you gotta respect how passionate and how to some degree. Yeah, I, I respect how much. Cause he did something. He's also. Why have we been talking about Vin Diesel for thirty minutes? I don't know, but. <laughs> um, this episode's um, just Vin Diesel and Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, there's a. He's like very. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. He's apparent. He's like apparently like the nicest guy you will ever meet. Oh, yeah, I've seen, like, videos of him with other people. Yeah. But other people have an issue with the fact that he doesn't stop talking about shit. Uh-huh. And he can't string a sentence together to save his life. So it takes him forever to say something, and he doesn't want to stop talking to you. Uh-huh. And he doesn't stop talking to everyone about Fast and Furious and how long he wants to make the next one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's our mission with every Fast and Furious movie to, uh... He'll bring something to the table that uh, nobody's ever seen before, family. <laughs> it's so good. But Sir, you know what else is great? I just, We're going to take some Sir, fan consideration. Um, I just I just asked you if you wanted a side of fries with your burger. <laughs> but Please. hold on. Wait a minute. I'm trying to say, what do you think we should put in the next Fast and Furious movie? Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's. I'll give them a call. What? No, what? <laughs> he just drives off without ordering any food. He just went to the drive-thru because the person is forced to listen to him. <laughs> Wendy's is the next thing in oh Fast and Furious. Family fries now being sold at your local Wendy's. They taste like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Sweat pouring off his brow. <laughs> they taste like Corona and an, and an exhaust from a car. <laughs> <laughs> corona now being served at every Wendy's location. That's a thing in, in Puerto Rico. You can get beer at fast food? Yeah. We went into a Burger King and they freaking sold beer. Like kind of it, dope like it came like it was like customary like it came with the meal did you get a beer no of course not <laughs> i was like 17 at the time simp this is like years ago what <laughs> <laughs> i simp for nobody you simp for wendy <laughs> okay i simp for one person <laughs> you simp for wendy's I sent for only Wendy's. If Wendy's served you a Corona, you'd think about it. Depends. What else am I getting from it? Spicy chicken sandwich. I want a little more. 
See, see, I sim for Wendy's hardcore, but but I gotta be a little Bacon smart. I gotta be fries. like, I gotta be like, yo, I want freaking, I don't know, like ten percent stocks and also like a gold card, Wendy's gold card. I can just buy any anything I want. You get Wendy's for life for free. Oh, dude, that'd be so dope. You drink a Corona for that? Legitimately, dude. <laughs> If I if I had to drink one Corona, hell yeah! Are you kidding me? Just drink one Corona. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> You've been making Vin Diesel jokes the entire time you drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Just after every sip, it's like, <laughs> family. <laughs> I think the next time we do a Lotso alcohol episode, we should have Coronas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he pooped. Zazel pooped. Dude, I I I want a Wendy's sponsor so bad. I want it so bad. I want a Wendy's gold card. I just want to go. I wouldn't even necessarily abuse it. Like I'm not gonna go and freaking order ten sandwiches or whatever. If I, would, I had a Wendy's gold card, I'd probably eat there like once a week. Yeah, I'd eat there maybe like twice a week. It'd be like mm. it's that, my free if, meal of the week. Yeah, and if I'm going on a road trip. Oh, like, fuck yeah, if I'm on a road trip, consist- I'm hitting Wendy's. Yeah, only consist of Wendy's. If I got a gold card, I'm hitting Wendy's yeah. all the time. Are you kidding me? Oh. Like, give me the nuggies! Give me that, give me that sweet, sweet Wendy juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the sweet, sweet Wendy juice. Yeah. That's the chili. That's what they call the chili. <laughs> you want juice on those... Um, I was going to say lips, but I don't think that applies <laughs> properly. Cover the children's ears, folks. <laughs> We're no longer a family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> no longer. Just now. <laughs> we have decided to switch. We are going this far, no farther. We are no longer family friendly. I'm going to say a curse Ooh, word. Yeah. Poopy. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you kissed your mama with that mouth? Goddamn. <clears throat> I had, oh my gosh, did you ever, did you ever know that kid that was like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's this, like, I'm religious, but there was a super religious kid that was like, everybody, I, I, I said something, I said, oh crap, or whatever. And then he was like, you shouldn't say that. That's a bad word. I'm like, it, it's oh, not. He loved me. And then he was like, he was like, it is because in Britain it's a swear. So that way, so it's bad here too. I'm like, we're not in Britain. He was like, if it's a swear, then it's a swear and it's bad and you should repent. I'm like, what the hell? I really hated this kid. I really did. What if by speaking English you're saying swear words in, un- in, in dead languages or languages that you don't speak, but you don't know their swears? Because you're just talking, uh-huh. but in another language, they swears. So you should go repent for speaking. Yeah, that's that's basically that's you know the same know, idea. You want to know how far into this he was? Oh, he played the piano. He loved playing the piano. Mm-hmm. He heard of this song that he wanted to play, and I'm like, oh, I know that song. Like that'd be cool to listen to, like live or whatever. And we were at church, and he said he couldn't. Because it would be disrespectful to not play to play anything but a hymn on a Sunday. Okay. And then I was like, "Well, if anything, K 
can't you just like repent of that or whatever? I was kind of younger, and then he was like, "No, because then it'd be like a planned sin." I'm like, "Oh, so it's a sin now?" <laughs> like, dude, just freaking play the song. <laughs> like, it's not that serious. Doesn't God love music? Yeah. It's music. He likes Kendrick. Thanks, Kendrick Lamar. Thanks, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Hell yeah. Play Kendrick Lamar for God. <laughs> he likes um he likes Eminem too. He Does likes he like rap Pitbull. God. Yes, of course he likes Pitbull. Yo God. <laughs> I can't do it. Hit him. Hey yo God. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you know my mixtape. Hey yo, Dale. Let's go, you and me. You should feature on my new album. <laughs> Featuring God. <laughs> God actually shows up to come. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, drop a couple of bars. <laughs> I say a couple of bars, even though Pitbull, if you listen to a Pitbull song, it sounds like he's featuring on the song because he yeah. always makes the other person do most of it. Hey, yo, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, God. He's <laughs> 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 just freaking God on the, hey, you always got on the track. <laughs> Here to spit something for y'all. Mm. Okay. Here's something that I wanted to talk about okay. as well. I have now seen God portrayed in two modern TV shows. Really? That being Supernatural oh, and yeah. Lucifer. I've now seen two different TV show interpretations of God. Yeah. Lucifer did it a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Okay. So... Both shows contain mm. scenes where God speaks to Lucifer uh-huh. and they make amends. Okay. Both shows contain these scenes. I'm just dropping spoilers everywhere, but it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> I think Lucifer's did it better. Okay. Because in Supernatural, it was like a weird play for power and uh-huh. shit, and they were only doing it because they had to fight somebody. And in Lucifer... There was a really touching moment when God's like, I'm stepping down, I'm leaving, I'm going to another universe Mm. to be with my wife, and so on and so forth. And he looks to Lucifer and he goes, now I can say something to you Mm. that I've wanted to say, but have never been able to. He goes, what's that? He goes, I love you, my son. Are you in good hands? (laughs) (laughs) All state disappears. What? It is the same actor, isn't it? Yeah. But, dude. Yeah, but that's good. It's such a powerful moment of, like, I love you, my son. Yeah. It's the one thing Lucifer just wanted to hear. Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) That's really dope. Um, Have you seen Black Jesus? (laughs) What? There's a show called Black Jesus. It's about Jesus. (laughs) And he's black. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he's in the hood. That's it. <laughs> There's a lot of gunfights. Literally, the characters, every episode, at least from the episodes that I saw. Do they know he's Jesus? Huh? Do they know he's yeah. Jesus? They, like, know he's Jesus, and he, like, he refers to God as Pops. <laughs> he's like, yo, Pops is going to get mad at me for doing this. Um, and, Pops is going to so smite me for this. And in the episodes that I watched, every episode had a gunfight between people. Like, they went to church. Is this an animated show? No, no, no. This is live action. Okay. And it's very funny because no matter what they have, it's an automatic gun. 
So like, like they're just walking <laughs> into church, and then they're like, they get angry at each other, and this woman from her like, from her clutch purse pulls out like an MP5, and is just doing the like <laughs> that, and they just have gunfights all the time, and it makes no sense, but it's kind of funny. Uh huh. And Jesus is just like, okay. Yeah, he's just kind of going there. with the flow. I'm kind of getting a sugar high from all of yeah. this cotton candy. Black was Jesus. What would you do if mm. you're in church? Uh-huh. Mind you. <clears throat> and God just shows up with pit bull to drop a verse. <laughs> I'd be like, yo... Honestly, I'd, I'd go up to God and be like, yo, I want you to do something for me. Can I get a Wendy's sponsorship? <laughs> now, if God was there, I'd just be like, hey, yo, can I can I get, like, freaking power to teleport? You'd ask God for powers? Just that. Hmm. I was like, I wouldn't use it for any... Malicious intent. I just don't want to drive some places. Just be a lot easier. No, the power to fly. But, like, in a way, kind of like Superman, where a fly hitting me at, like, mock speed won't make me blow up. So make you indestructible <clears throat> while you're flying. Yeah. I, I Oh, my gosh. That would be... I, I want to fly so bad. Like, I would absolutely love to fly. Or if he wants to give me an Iron Man suit... <coughs> I feel like that's more possible. Just turn you into Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, like give me the free nanotech reactor. I would just... Or give you the brain to make it. Or that. But then I wouldn't be able to make it. I'd be killed by the U.S. government within days. Why? Because I make a renewable power source. But you've got the brain power of Tony Stark. That's true. That's I think you get away. I'd make Jarvis, and I'd make him like delete everything with me from like every single database and be like cool I no longer exist time to I'll be your test dummy time to go to Wendy's in my Iron Man suit I'll be like okay I'm your test dummy hit me <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh dude you know what I'd do actually huh. it'd be freaking pretty cool if I could make like like really good prosthetics for people that'd be really nice yeah also, if I could make an arc reactor to like, I would just make an like an arc reactor to power my house. Never pay. Again. You'd be so green. Yeah. Dude, hell yeah! I do a lot of stuff. If I had to, like. You'd make the world go green. Yeah. And you'd probably blow a lot of shit up. Yeah. Yep. But not like go into war and help. More like just kind of freaking. I would literally get a plot of land, and then buy like an entire used car lot and then every every once in a while just like go over carry a car and just be like <laughs> how american do you think you are um now when i ask this question uh, throw po- politics out the window okay completely um i don't know are you american i guess so do you like hot dogs? No. Do you like hamburgers? They're all right. They're not my favorite. Okay. 
Fair. Do you watch a sport? No. Hate sports. Well, I'm losing takes here. Do you like trucks? No. You like Jeeps? Yeah, I like Jeeps. Okay, we got one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the test that they give when you want you to citizenship. This is the final exam. Oh, yeah. This is the final, final exam. <clears throat> now, here's the kicker. Okay. Are you an asshole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an America right there. <laughs> I was like a two out of ten and I still passed. <laughs> and then you get one, you're an American. Yeah, true. Do you like hot dogs? I love hot dogs. Mm. I love cheeseburgers. I like burgers. I, I would say I like burgers. I like burgers. Like, you'd enjoy going to a cookout and you get oh, yeah. a cheeseburger oh, and yeah. stuff. That's very American. Yeah. Go to a cookout like that. There's this place by my house that every once in a while I see them having a cookout, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, I kind of want to go there. I just want to show up. It's like, do you think if I just make you know, something like a casserole or not a casserole, I just make something and just show up and be like, yo, can I join you guys? You know, I've always kind of wanted to do like a full house style cookout, just in the backyard, mm. and shit, and just family members or friends just start fucking showing up. We've done that at my house. We used to do that all the time, like barbecues and stuff. That's nice. One, you think one day, if we live close enough to each other, mm-hmm. we just walk into each other's houses and be like, Yo! Where's your mayonnaise? I need it. <laughs> do you... Oh, are you out of may- mayonnaise? No, I just want yours. <laughs> I'm just going to consume you. I don't want to go to the grocery store as often, so I'm making a sandwich with your mayonnaise. It's not that hard to understand, dude. <laughs> That'd be fun, honestly. <clears throat> I've, I've been looking at places more often you now. You catch me stealing your Slim Jims? I wouldn't even buy Slim Jims. I, I'd buy Slim Jims specifically just for you. <laughs> <laughs> for me to just walk yeah. in the house and eat a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Confuse the hell out of everyone else. There's like, who's this dude just walking yeah. in your house? I'm the guy who comes to eat the Slim Jims. Like freaking, I told you about Kasike, right? This dude that um that lived with my aunt and uncle. My aunt and mm. uncle turned their their garage into essentially a mini house. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a studio apartment, basically. <clears throat> um, and uh, a friend of ours, family friend, lived there for a while, and this dude Kasike is this old dude. Um, which Kasika isn't actually his name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what we called him. But so he he would just walk in to my sister's like apartment, mm-hmm. or sister, sorry, family friend. She's just very close to our family, so I pretty much call her my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he would walk in. She'd just be like on the in the living room, like just on her phone, and he would just walk in. He, he walked in, grabbed, uh, like, went to the fridge, grabbed bread off the top, opened up, grabbed some stuff and, like, a drink, and then just walked out without saying anything. <laughs> and the funny thing was, she noticed that for a little bit, food started going missing. And it was because he just walked in. Because the key to her place was the same key for the house. So he would just use his key, walk in, take some food because he didn't feel like cooking anything, and just leave. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And she literally just said that, like, what the hell? And then she, like, got the locks changed or something. 
and then he couldn't get in and so he started like pounding on the door and she opened the door and it's him and he's like what the hell it's like why why do you have the door locked she's like cause it's my house he's like but but I'm hungry Hmm? and she's like okay then go make your own food and she slammed the door on his ass Uh, good for her this dude I, I I love this dude not as a person, but because every time I hear about him, it's always funny. <laughs> like, my favorite story. This man, wholeheartedly, like, full-on Trump supporter. Oh. Okay. Oh, Absolutely yeah. loved Trump for some reason. Okay. His biggest stance was that we need to get illegal immigrants out because they were stealing our jobs and that, like... Um, they're like the issue and it's like if we got all the illegal immigrants out then the minimum wage would be like $25 and then so here, here's 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 the thing his ass got deported because he was illegal <laughs> under Trump's no tolerance policy he got deported Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Great note to end the episode yeah. on. <laughs> Careful who you back, folks. Yeah. I think we could uh, lighten the mood a little bit mm-hmm. by bestowing upon the people listening the gospel, mm-hmm. the true gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the kind of gospel of God dropping a verse with Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull. And Pitbull comes in to spread some wisdom. And even God's like, you know, wait a minute. He's got a point. <laughs> Pitbull on the track. Just like, hey, yo. <clears throat> Mr. World Rap, Mr. 305. Hey, yo, I got an announcement. Okay, turn that, turn up the lights a little bit. I want everybody to see me. Look at me in my eyes. All right, you know me. I'm Mr. Worldwide. I speak the language of every nation. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm from Colombia or something. I don't even know at this point. <laughs> Yo, I'm so famous. I come before the dog on Google. Anyways, so <laughs> I, I was I was in the I was in the booth with God and I was like, God, you're so wise. You know so much. And then God was like, Pitbull, you're so wise. You've taught me so much yourself. <laughs> I used to think I knew everything before I met you. I'm like, thanks, God. <laughs> Keep it together. I'm like, thanks, God. I really appreciate that. But I got one question for you. And God was like, what is that, Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305? I was like, God, my question is, what if the world was made of peanut butter? And God was like, damn, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>